You want your kids to become successful and liked. Hmm. Um... And, and superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> and friends with Robert Downey Jr. That's... <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave Berry, and back in 2018, I became a parent for the first time to our daughter, Evie. It wasn't long before I started to try and think of ways in which I could glean invaluable dad advice whilst hearing the stories of other parents' journeys. And so the dad pod was born. And joining me this time round is an award-winning comedian, author, and father to four sons, Tom, Sam, Harry, and Patrick. It's Dominic Holland. Hey, Dominic. Dave, how are you doing? Good, man. It's lovely having you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. I, I feel it's a subject on which I can espouse. A hundred percent. We'll get into this because a couple of things I want to point out uh, at the start of the podcast for all those listening um, is that you have a brand new book coming out called Made in England yeah, in new July. Novel. New novel. That's yeah. a novel and hopefully that will become a, a screenplay and a movie, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure it will. But the book we're going to kind of be leaning into more for the purposes yes. of this podcast is named Eclipsed. Yes. Uh, and that is going to be coming out in audiobook form in July. I'm a big fan of, of audiobooks. I think yes. it's... It's, it's my in... first one, actually. It's the first one I've done. Well, I can't wait to hear it because I really enjoyed reading it. I and mean, I think that what audiobooks have done for me personally is the, the amount of literature that I've been able to consume has yes. gone up like 700%. Yeah. Words I wouldn't normally be able to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll allow someone like you to pronounce for me. <laughs> I've, I've already used the word espouse. I mean, that's quite... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, the the reason that I'm fascinated by Eclipse, and I, and I really did enjoy it, is that it's a wonderful read about your own forays into fame and, and how your fame was eclipsed by your eldest son, Tom. Correct. And that is, of course, Tom Holland, Correct. a.k.a. Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> it's a good introduction, isn't it? People yeah. are now going, oh, I'll listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Suddenly, I did, oh, oh. That's why I did it in the first paragraph, <laughs> Dom. No, no, no offence. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, it's a story full of coincidence serendipity uh, for example uh, there's a lovely part in the book where you speak about at the exact moment in time Tom is playing Billy Elliot in the West End mm -hmm. you're doing gigs in a small village hall in front of the buffet table um, with too much quiche and not enough salmon <laughs> yeah there's always a bit of quiche for you backstage um, so as someone yourself with a lot of uh, experience with ambition sure. award-winning success yeah um Almost, let's cut to the chase. What kind of mixed bag of emotions was it when you were eclipsed by your eldest son, Tom? Well, I have to say, pure joy. Some people say to me, are you jealous of your son? Which I think is the most unusual question to get asked, OK? Because I absolutely herald what's happened to Tom. And it's, it's, most, it's even more beautiful because there was no plan. Okay, Tom had never gone, he didn't go to a stage school. He went to a, a school like me in London, a, a, an ordinary state school, never in a school play. So the reason why I think the book works is because I had meticulous plans to, to write screenplays and become Richard Curtis, all laid out for me. I'd sold movies to America and done all that stuff. And the, with the little lad Tom, there were no plans whatever. And, and yet he has confounded all the odds and has become Tom Holland, the actor, who everyone knows now. And it, it, it seems like a perfect story for me to relate because there's no rancour. And there's also no, no disappointment in my career, even though, as you know, we all know in show business, things don't go as you, as you hope, always. But I think that the story has conspired perfectly to create this story, which is kind of unique. I, don't, I can't think of any other people in show business who could have written this story because, you know, um, Tom's ascent has become... I mean, the book finishes when Tom 
does his first movie in America. And I thought that was a complete story. Obviously, since then, it's compounded because he's now become ubiquitous and, and one of the most well-known, recognisable actors in the world. So, you know, for me, the story is, 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 is joyful. You know, it's ecstatic. I'm thrilled about Tom and I have to remind myself, Nikki and I remind ourselves, oh, Tom's... Tom's Tom Holland, you know. So we love it. And, and, uh, and I've, I'm, I'm still trying in my own little endeavours with, with my books. You know, the new book comes out in July. And I, as you said in your introduction, I have every hope for it to just take off. Yeah, and that comes... The reason I said that, by the way, is because that's, you mentioned that Absolutely, in Eclipse. Yeah. It's, a, it's a running joke slash actual part of your life that, that we say see throughout I the am, book. I am continually delusional. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, that feeds nicely into um, what, I, what I quite like is that there, there's moments where possibly Tom isn't going to go for a role when he's young yeah. and possibly it's going to be there's a, a moment in your life that could be hugely successful and therefore the the concept of Eclipse has to go on the back burner because the mechanic isn't quite going to work out so yeah. you started it back in 2013 and there's these nice bits in the book where you kind of pick it up again because yes. the, the balance is right for the narrative sure I mean but, but it's now it's now in obviously I mean, yeah. you know, the, the eclipse is now complete. <laughs> I mean, don't give up, Dom. Come on, man. Frost well, dads everywhere. Well, you, you, um, my delusions are not are not are not an illness. <laughs> you know, yeah. Tom for the next decade at least, however long he decides to want to be in movies. Yeah. You know, he has the pick of whatever he wants to do. Good for him. But but yeah, I mean, when it started. I just thought, when I saw Tom, in, when I was in, in, in the stalls of Billy Elliot, which Nicky and I used to go to regularly, it, it, it occurred to me as a, wow, this kid's doing really well. He's 11. He, he'd, he'd never been in a ballet class. He'd, he'd been spotted in a YMCA. You know, we hadn't gone to an audition. He was asked to go to an open audition. There were hundreds of kids there that day. They'd all had leotards on and legs up by the walls. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, Tom, Tom, Tom can't even do a roly-poly, you know. <laughs> and here, there he gets cast. So when he's, when he's playing the, the part, I thought, wow, that's, that's a great story. But it was only until he got the impossible. And really, you know, even though he had disappointments in his career, post the impossible, he'd go out for a big part. He went out for Peaky Blinders, didn't get it. He went out for November Criminals, didn't get it. But there was always enough traction for him to to remain in the industry and and he was always good on screen he always looked good he always was was he, he was always able to get through auditions and really impress the right suits so i kind of had an idea that that the, the eclipse was going to be was was not going to be undone <laughs> yeah I mean, well there's some lovely bits in in the book i'm going to misquote you here um, yeah, but it was a lot okay. it, it was a it was a line that kind of you know as a parent it made me kind of well up slightly where you talk about the fact that Tom's on the Billy Elliot posters and you say it meant that no escalator journey on the London Underground yeah. would ever last for as long as I wanted it to. Because yeah. I suppose you'd, you, a, he'd be one of the pictures yes. and you'd see him and then he'd, he'd yes. go by. And, and I, I love that line. And I used to go up that and down. That says it all, I think. And the thing is, though, Dave, I used to go up and down. I'd go up, i think, like, you know what, I'll go again. Because it, I knew it wasn't going to last. It was going to be, it was gonna be you know, a finite period that that, thing, that campaign would run. And just the just the notion of Tom being on on a because a, as a kid at school I went to school in London I used to go to school in Shepherd's Bush so I'd be up and down the escalators every day to get to school so the idea that my little boy was was featuring on this the, the, these campaigns it was just so so surreal and as I say had I planned it had I been a showbiz parent my youngest Patrick now is 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 in is in a TV show called Invasion it's his second season. And you, you do meet and see people who are of that type. Mm -hmm. They are determined for their kids to become famous. And that was never our, that was never our thing for Nikki and I. It just it came along, found us. 
remember that big lottery advert when it first started? The big finger used to come down. It oh, could yeah, be you. Point, point that out of the it house. It could be yeah. you. Yeah. That's how we feel. We yeah. feel that from a random piece of, as you say, serendipity, this outcome has, has visited us. And I used to get frustrated as a kid. When, I remember when um, Southampton beat United in the, in, the, in the FA Cup final. And they interviewed the, the guy from Southampton who, who'd scored the goal. He said, it hasn't sunk in yet. And I remember a kid thinking, what, what a stupid thing to say. What do you mean it hasn't sunk in? Tell us how you feel. I feel not dissimilar to that. Okay. okay. Even though it's been such a long time, it's, it's still been a decade it's, that it's taken place. It is, it is something I have to remind myself of. You know, and, um, and I'm delighted. I mean, you know, absolutely cock-a-hoop. Um, you mentioned um, Patrick there as well and, and doing Invasion, the TV yeah, series. Yeah. Um, because, you know, not only is uh, Tom doing so well for himself, but, you know, your, your son Harry's a budding director. Uh, his twin Sam has dipped his toe. As you say, Patrick's in this TV series. Yeah. You know, there's been two seasons of that. It sounds, yeah. it sounds unedifying, doesn't it? It sounds like, oh, my God, you've got a little little factory of Hollands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in, in, in the book, you know, uh, you, you say it is the natural order of things that successive generations will achieve more than their predecessors. Yes, you hope so. Yeah, and you do, I think, as a parent. Yeah, you that's, do. that's natural. You do. My dad that's what Darwin taught us Precisely. All. <laughs> My dad was a teacher, and he was a good teacher. He's not here anymore, but he was a good teacher. My mum was a nurse. You know, I did telly. I've done much more dough than them. You know, and I think you kind of want that to happen. Although they do say now that's going to stop because of the house prices and what have you. They do say this is the last generation where, where kids won't be eclipsing their parents. Oh, right. Okay. They do say that. However, I've completely <laughs> gone along with the uh, traditions because um, you, I do think you want your kids to, to be successful. You want them to be happy. Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, I was going to say, you know, how do, do, do Nikki and yourself keep up with all of your kids' projects? I mean, I know that if... if, if I don't want to say the word normal, but obviously there's lots of families that have got four children as yeah. part of it, and they've all got different interests, whether it be the clarinet yeah. or ballet or, or karate yeah. or whatever. But it's kind of different in the Holland household. As you say, not because you've pushed it upon them, just because their natural talent has shone through and they've managed to grab the opportunities yes. when they presented the, themselves, which is that, important. That's more so that I think they've... They've really smashed the opportunities as they've come along. And I think that's the key thing. A lot of kids have talent, but you don't get the opportunity. And I, I do think Tom was very fortunate. He was in the right place. He looked the right part for, for Spider-Man. He was gymnastic. He was a good-looking kid. He was sly, all those things. Had he looked like me, he wouldn't have been cast. <laughs> There's no way he had a chance to sort of scrunch face like him. We can't have him. So um, he was lucky. He looked like his mum. He's a good-looking lad. He's yeah. a good-looking kid, so he looked like his mum. So... Um, um, but with, with, with kids, what I always say is kids are glue for a, for a couple. And Nikki and I spend, I would say, 80% of our time discussing our kids. Yeah. And of the four, there's always one that's got the issues at the moment that we need to address. Okay. Okay, and it can be Tom, it could be Patrick, Sam or Harry. Um, at the moment, it's Sam, because he's in between jobs and he's, he's looking at other things, he's going into catering, it's an incredibly tough game. So we spend a lot of time, how can we figure out to help Sam? That's what we do. And then when Tom's um, in, in a show that he's not enjoying filming, we discuss that. When Tom's come, got a couple of movies coming out, he's absolutely exhausted because he's, he's really into the junket thing. He really sells the film. So when he does it, some movie stars don't go. So they don't do the junket. Tom's fully on board, so he has to fly around the world doing these 25 interviews a day. He has to be on your show. He has to be on Zoe Ball's show. He has to be on The One Show. He has to be on Graham Norton. And we worry about him then. So we talk about him a lot. We, we kind of because we can't go with him. Well, we can go with him, but we're busy. But So we spend a lot of time discussing Tom and how can we help him and support him, blah, blah, blah. So 
the, the Holland the Holland family is no different to anyone else because our problems are are different because of of where our kids live. But they are just everything's relative, and and it's just it is just a case of a parent being a parent is a permanent job. Mm. However, you're even if you're, even if you're Raheem Sterling's dad or mum, you know he has great games and bad games. He misses that penalty, you have to pick him up, even mm. though he's got loads of loot. You have to pick him up because you missed mm. that penalty. He's getting over a probium online, so it's 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 the same. It's the same, and Nikki and I are knackered. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so true what you say. A small little part of that. Sarah Jane and I, we got a weekend away together, our nice. first time. Touch. Just the two of us. We spent ninety percent of the time talking about Evie and of looking course. at pictures of her on our phone. Yeah, and that I, was what we did. But I, I would say though, then Dave, that that makes you good parents. I hope so. I like you, to think so. If you went away and you forgot, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Dad's lost it all on Red Nine, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, had it come in, had it come in, we'd have moved. <laughs> Evie, this is Mummy yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So no, that that and being a good parent, I just think is just instinctive. I think you replicate what you've had. Okay. So my mum and dad were very loving. They were with us all the time. Nikki's mum and dad, very loving, with her all the time. So you kind of replicate that. And and I, I, I think it's very tough for kids from very broken homes to, mm. to suddenly start reconciling the, the enormity of having a child and making it work. Because you have to be selfless. Not selfless, that's a bit too highfalutin, but you have to be, you can't be selfish. If you're going to be a selfish parent, it's probably not going to work out. If you're more important than your kids, it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. There must be some kind of, you know, something in one's DNA that just switches that off. I guess so. You know, I mean, I, I mean the, the, obviously the love that you feel for that little creature when it enters your world, but yeah. something just changes, doesn't it? Well, it does, but then you just said something earlier about how do you keep all the projects going. Yeah. And I have to say, I do defer an awful lot to Nikki because Nikki was the one who found, who, who put Tom into the dance class that got him spotted. Okay, had it been me, there's no way I'd have put Tom in a dance class. He'd have been a scratch golfer. That's it. Okay, <laughs> there's just no way he'd have danced. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have seen any, well, I see merit in dancing, but I wouldn't have seen Tom's rhythm no. that Nikki spotted. So she said, I'm going to get him into a dance class. And then Nikki is the one who's got Patrick into Invasion because all of the castings he's got to go to, Nikki's on top of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I spent all of my time working on my projects, my novels, my books, and my stand up, doing gigs all over the country. I mean, I am involved, but Nikki is is central. So she's kind of pivotal in the family, matriarch. And um, and again, Patrick wouldn't be doing Invasion had Nikki not been in- invested. Because there's so much rigmarole to get through. You've got to do this casting, that casting. You have to learn this side. You've got to do that speech. And all that stuff Patrick wouldn't have done. Whereas Nikki says, no, no, Patrick, it's worth doing this. And then, lo and behold, he got cast. Yeah. So I have to, I have to sort of... Because Nikki's probably going to listen to this. She's great. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> hey, Nikki. Um, well, Nikki, you know, if you are listening to this, and I, I hope you are, I, and I'm not going to call it a power struggle, but from having read Eclipsed, Dom, must have been quite relieved because, you know, one of the opening anecdotes is accompanying Tom to a meeting with some Hollywood bigwigs in New York. Yeah. And you've kind of taken on this mantle because you're a stand-up comedian, because you've done some TV and you've worked in the industry yeah. that obviously you know how to handle these guys. You know what's going to go down. Of course. And, and now Nikki's kind of slowly but surely just oh, yeah. taken that away oh, yeah. from you. <laughs> By and the time we get to Patrick, I'll <laughs> handle this one, Dom. Yeah. Yeah, you got away with Tom. That was a fluke. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, she, she, no, I, I, in my family, it's a running joke that Dom thinks he knows everything about show business. And, and I've met a lot of people, I've done a lot of gigs, I've done a lot yeah. of TV well, gigs. Well, of course, it's, it's founded, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, however, you know, of course. It's however, I also do make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do pretend, oh, yeah, I know this. Because yeah, I know you dated Anne Hathaway, that's right, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the sort of thing I would, do you know how we all spin things, right? Yeah, I've met Anne Hathaway. No, you haven't, mate. You've been in the same bar as her. <laughs> <laughs> in Los Angeles, because I went to America with my books, you see, because my books were sold to America, and it was all very exciting. I was thinking, wow, this is going to be great. I'm going to get, I'm going to get movies made. That's fantastic. But it kind of all went soft. And even though that was disappointing, it has played again perfectly into this story of Eclipse. So for me, for me, it feels very. I feel very fortunate that I can tell this story, although I, I kind of um, embellish. They are all true. Yeah, there's, there's nothing, there's no fiction. And in you're story. open and honest about all of this in the book, which is the key. You know? Yeah, and I'm also very, key, very honest about my own, my own, not failings, but my own foibles and my own weaknesses. Because I think you know, you know, show business is, is a factor of of fronting it out. You yeah. know, I, you know, and I think if you if you've got any any kinks, then they'll get found out in show business. And so I think putting them into the book makes me more more real, makes me more of a real dad. And it makes the story more comic. Because Tom's greatest skill is, people say, oh, how talented he is. Tom's greatest skill is that he backs himself. And you'll know, and I know, Dave, that in show business, um, particularly something less um, binary as, as sport, so you can't, you can't deny that that guy finished first. It's just, it's just irrefutable, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whereas in, in show business, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of subjective stuff. Who's, who's better, who's, who's a better broadcaster, who's... And so you better back yourself. And, and, and you know, the, and the most successful people aren't always the most talented. They're just the most, got the biggest kahunas. Yeah. I mean, you, your words paint incredible pictures of being nervous backstage hmm. at certain things. Yeah, still am. I, 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 yeah, well, you know, I, I get like that. And I've been nervous backstage at many things over, over my career. And I yeah. was laying on my sofa reading your book in preparation for this. And it, all, it was so yeah. well written that it was getting fl- floods yes. of nerves coming oh, over me. And I was nice. like, it's like, I've got, I'm off today. I've got tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I feeling this way? <laughs> You say, you know, obviously you and Nikki are a, are a team. You, that's yeah. important in being parents. But, and I'm only getting this from Instagram, behind the scenes it might be carnage, <laughs> but it seems that all the boys get on and they are all looking out for each other and yeah. they're all so proud of each other's achievements. That must give you and Nikki, you know, a chance to raise a smile because that's a lovely thing, I'd imagine. You know, we only have a solo child, but for all four kids to get on is great. Yeah, there's a good fraternity amongst them. And they, they do have their moments, you know. I mean, and, and Harry's with Tom now. So Harry goes with Tom to to New York. He's in New York until September. So it's a long stint away. He speaks to us every other day. So we're loving. We we love the fact that there's there's some um, fraternity there. But yeah, as boys, they are mates. They speak regularly on the phone. And I do think um, as mum as mum and dad, it's heartening. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And they do back each other. They do look out for each other. And actually, Tom, they don't defer to Tom, which I think is really important. They, they kind of do in a way because of obviously what, what's happened to him, but he is just the big brother Tom. Yeah. And they will knock him back down a couple of pegs in a way that other people wouldn't because people are worried about losing his patronage. Yeah. You know what it's like. You've got your agents, they can't say anything because they could get fired. And your managers and your people and your acolytes, because they're, because they're brothers and they will always be brothers, that is that they have a key role to play, even though it's not official. I mean, yeah. they, just, they just get it. They just there's get that it. sentence, 
Don't forget, Tom, I always remember you when you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. And that's exactly. a very powerful sentence Absolutely. to say to even the biggest grossing Marvel movie star of all time, right? <laughs> and I've got photographs of you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, any of those. Yeah. But I, I think if Tom didn't have that, then he would be in a real world of pain. Because if you, the most important word in the English language is no. And we all have to accommodate it. Mm. And if, you're, if you are of that level, then yeah. you don't have to accommodate it. You no. can get to a point where that becomes something you don't hear and that's dangerous and that's very dangerous I mean and not just in, in the world of, of movies but we pe see people in business in politics yes. who are always you know taken away from hearing that word no and it, yeah. it makes for some terrible people it, in real uh, positions of power and bad outcomes yeah bad outcomes for all of us yeah for everyone especially <laughs> in politics yeah um, but no Tom, Tom's brothers are you know he, uh, it, was, it was good that he was the first brother it was good that Tom was the eldest. Had he been the middle, then I think that would have been that would have been not dispiriting, but it would have been difficult for the family to accommodate, you know. Because he was the eldest, it, it was a perfect um, chronology really for us. And then Patrick's doing it at the end, you know. So I mean, he might not continue for Patrick. Who knows? We, we'll see what comes in. You know, invasion might continue. It might go. He might never get another gig again. I don't know. Um, but um, there's no. I don't think there's any jealousy. I think jealousy is very corrosive, and I. I think there's more pride than jealousy within the, amongst the boys. Well, that's lovely to hear. It really is. One of the things that leapt out of me from the book, and one of the things I was most interested to ask you, was before Spider-Man and and before the BAFTA and, and when Tom was Billy Elliot and, yeah. you know, all the plaudits, rightfully so, that he got for that, yeah. and he did it for, uh, for such a period of time. Yeah. You mentioned that you were toying with asking him maybe to step out of it because you wanted him to have a normal teenage I did, upbringing. Yes. And I, I believe that he kind of said, I'm not quite ready yet, Dad. And then there was a time when both you wanted to ask him to do this yourself and Nicky and Tom's decision to want to kind of take a step back from it kind of came together a little bit. Yeah, a little I wondered bit. how that conversation was. It was pretty fluid. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not um, an autocratic dad. Okay, I'm, I'm a strict dad. There are boundaries. My boys have boundaries. You want to talk about parenting? Kids need boundaries more than anything. They need, mm -hmm. they need love and boundaries. They're the two things kids need, love and boundaries. And if they don't have either of those, then they're in trouble. Um, I would have suggested to Tom, you know, come out of Billy Elliot now, Tom. You know, go back to school. You've done the show. You've done it. You know, you're getting tired. Have an, ordinal, an, an ordinary childhood. And, you know, because I was never beholden to fame for Tom, ever. And I suppose I worried about him post the impossible because there was a long, there was a very long um, um, edit of that movie. It was about eighteen months, two years, which is a good oh, thing really? for Tom. Yeah, okay. That wave sequence was so difficult to create. So he finished the movie at fourteen, and the movie came out when he was seventeen or something like that. Right. So he was able to just go back to school. They'd know he'd done something, but no one had seen it. Yeah. So he had that back at school thing, but even within that schooling, he was still going for auditions and stuff. Um. And then Nicky sent him to a carpentry course in Wales because we thought, actually, this has gone a bit soft. <laughs> oh, something to fall back on. Yeah, we, oh, we, we thought it's not... You know, we didn't expect it to continue be, just because, right? How many kids do have his ascent? Not many. Mm. Um, but I, I, I was pretty, uh, you know, as I say, fluid. And I was listening to Tom and I would never have forced him to do something. You know, I'm not really a forcing dad. I'm more of a sort of encouraging... And, uh, and let's see where it goes. You know, and I think the most important thing about being a dad, Dave, is that your kids are happy. You know, I'm a big believer in there's, no, there's not, you know, material, material things are nice, but actually, the, the, you know, there's plenty of rich, miserable people. You know, we can all think of people we know have got loads of loot and they're really 
miserable. Um, one of the things that's mentioned in the book and um, was about how in your line of work as a as a comedian, there's this there, there's this kind of uh, I suppose formula of if you're not funny, you don't get the gigs, you don't get any money. Yeah, and it's really you, real, very tangible. It's yeah. very real, and it, you know that gig economy. And you have been able to feed four tummies and <laughs> yeah. supply for a whole family yes. based on being funny. Being funny, that's yeah. very rewarding. I know that we, yes. we talk about the ups and the downs of your career and everything yeah. else, but ultimately that's an incredible achievement, and no, it's very I'm glad rewarding. You picked up on that, Dave. Yeah, because it's, it, it's very tangible. You mm. know, people have to be laughing out loud. There's no, there's no, there's no money in smiles. That room's laughing out loud. You can hear the audible laughter when Dominic Hans on stage, or he's not getting any work. Mm. And and I like the fact that where we live in London, it's all bought and paid for by funny, you know. And so I am, I'm mindful of being pr- proud because I think pride kind of can be corrosive as well. But also, you don't want to be falsely modest. And I have loved my career, and I love doing it. I love the fact that I can do it. I'm going to go on stage on Thursday night this week and do a couple of shows in clubs, and I'll be on last, and I'll be the best act on the bill, and I'll be I'll be a good I'll be a good turn. I can 100%. make the room laugh, you know. Didn't work out. Didn't do live at the Apollo. Didn't play the arenas. Didn't play the big theatres. But that's okay because I still am in the game, and I love trying. I love endeavour. I, I get a huge amount of self-esteem from the fact that I've done it, even if I've earned buttons at a club, but I've been a good act. People are going, oh, I saw Tom I saw Tom on his dad. He was absolutely great. That makes me, gives me a huge sense of solace, you know. And then I put a lot of my energy into my books because I put all of my humour and all of my skills as a writer and wordsmith into writing stories that are compelling. So I've written nine books now, and that's really where I'm focusing because my best stand-up days are behind me. You know, there's, that's just just because you're, you're mid fifties, but I think my literary work days can be ahead of me if I can get them away, which isn't easy because there's thousands of books published every day. However, you know, um, I you know I'm quite a a unique not unique, but I'm I, I'm a rare person because I can make people laugh out loud. So therefore, my books are likely to be at least be humorous. You know, a lot of books are said to be funny and they're not. Whereas, you know, as I say, if if you're making people laugh for a living, then the chances are your books are going to be worth reading. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you know, the the process of reading the book in, you know, in preparation for this interview, Dom. So I would, I would totally agree with that. And as I say, you know, they're they're, they're really funny, but there's some beautiful moments in there when you talk about poignant. being a parent. They are poignant. I would agree. I think I think with with four kids and and thirty years of being a dad, or not th- not quite thirty years, you you make a lot of you go through a lot of uh, experiences, mm. and a lot of you make a lot of mistakes, and 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 there's lots of things that confound your expectations. And so I think if you can put them into a book and it's heartfelt and it's honest. Then as a parenting book, people have said to me, oh, why don't you write a parenting manual? And I say, well, that's, first of all, I don't feel ready to, or, or I don't feel inclined to do that. Here, here's how I did it. You know, you know, who wants to write that book? Yeah. And that would go, kind of go against much of the tone of, I think so. of Eclipsed, really. It wouldn't, it wouldn't suit me at all, but no. I think Eclipsed is that book anyway, because this, this is how I brought up, or well, Nikki and I brought up four kids you know, getting on with it, instinctively getting on with it, and, you know, good things came in. Yeah. You know. Um, I totally agree. Um, Dom, 
you obviously, you know, we just touched on it there that you you really enjoy doing stand up. You're an award winning, talented stand up comedian, and um, we all know about the concept of the dad joke. I'm sure that even though you are a funny man, you've made all four of your children wince at one point or another. <laughs> it's just an affliction uh, that comes to us all. Um, but what makes you laugh about your kids? I mean, I, I love the bit in the book where you talk about um, putting the Janet Jackson um, oh, dance routine on. That's a true story. And that's where again. Nikki said, "Hang on, Tom can dance." Yes. And, and you're like, "Can he?" Yeah. <laughs> Because he was in the little bouncer in between the door frame. He right? was. Going he up couldn't and even walk. He couldn't even walk. when I was on the Des O'Connor show, and um, I did Des a couple of times now, God bless him. Um, and, yeah, and, and Nicky spotted that. And, and all of those things were absolutely true. I mean, I worked with Elton John before in 1994. Who knew backstage when I was working with Elton John, I was doing the warm-up for a show he was doing, who knew that he would write a musical that would become for him, many millions of pounds that he'd have made from that show, millions of pounds, but the show had a far bigger impact on my life than his. Mm. I mean, isn't that extraordinary? It is. I mean, if you'd said to me in 1994, you're going to die on your ass tonight, Dom, because you're doing the warm-up in front of 3,000 people. Who this was the Brit Awards, The Brit right, Awards. Yeah. 3,000 people, Alexander Palace. No one gives a damn who you are. And, you know, I was just trying to get married and get enough money to go on holiday. But Elton John, the... F- as famous now as he was then, you know, one of the biggest rock stars in the world, Billy Elliot has made Tom Spider-Man. And Tom's made, you know, a lot of money from, you know, he's, he's a wealthy kid. Mm. But it's not just the wealth, it's, the, it's, it's what it's done for my family, it's what it's done for me. And that's an incredible piece of, and there's loads of those in Eclipse, there's loads of moments, and, and, and you just don't know what's going to happen, do you? And that's what, the, what makes the story so enchanting. Um, but what makes me laugh about my kids? When I was when I was famous, in quotes, my kids were young, so they didn't know I was on telly. When I was doing the Royal Variety and Have I Got News for You and the Clive James Show, the Clive Anderson Show, um, my kids didn't know that Dad was on telly. So they, all, all all my kids knew is that Dad is a comedian. Right? So Dad's go, <laughs> Dad goes around the country making people laugh. So I used to say what they think I do is go around the country tickling people. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the sort of thing yeah. you keep quiet. And let's quiet. hope that part of show business is long gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the sort of thing you keep quiet in the playground. What's your dad do? I haven't got a dad. <laughs> but my, my boys have got... In the, in the family, though, bless her, Nikki's... Well, we've got a, 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 we got a female dog who we all absolutely love. But Nikki is... Um, there's, there's five boys and Nikki. Um, but there's a great atmosphere. You know, there's a lot of banter and there's a lot of back and forth taking the mickey out of paddy there's the twins in the middle who are very tight you know you talk about fraternity earlier the twins have got a real bond and harry and tom have this great bond because harry made a short film that tom's in yes so, so that's that's great. been made and that's a lovely movie with lindsay duncan and tom in the in the leads harry wrote and directed it so the fact that tom did that for harry is a testament to, to fraternity because tom you know that's kind of compromising for tom because there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it yeah when tom holland's in a film you know what? A lot of people will watch that, and if it was rubbish, but it's not rubbish at all. It's it's really really very good. So I love the fact that Tom stepped in and actor let Harry down. He was playing. He was being very difficult for Harry. So Harry said, "Listen, I don't think this is going to work." And Tom said, "I'll do it." Wow. And I thought well, that's really kind, Tom. It was a four day shoot. It was twenty two minutes long. It's quite an involved film. And I just love the fact that Tom stepped up and did it. Mm. Now, obviously, that gives a lot of scrutiny on Harry means a lot of people are going to watch his movie and make judgments on his directing abilities. But I think he's going to stand up and it's going to be fine. 
But I was just thrilled that Tom did that. He could have said, well, you'll have to get someone else. But Harry didn't officially ask him. It was Tom saying, I'll do that for you, mate. Lovely. And, it, and it was, he was great in it. And Lindsay Duncan, famous Lindsay Duncan, she was a beautiful woman. And we, we had a great time watching that get made in Hammersmith in this old pub that they hired. And um, so I was really, really chuffed when he did that, Tom. Worked really hard. He was tired. He'd done a movie. And he, he was working, you know, a long day for his brother. For no money. <laughs> Very nice. He couldn't get his ordinary rate. <laughs> That's selling his house to give it to Harry to pay, to pay his other son. Now, over the years here on the Dad Pod, I've been given some excellent dad advice, is what we call it. Right. Um, from the likes of Rob Beckett, Tyson Fury, Tim Minchin, Sir Mo Farah, wow. Emma Willis. The illustrious company. Chris and Rosie Ramsey. Well, absolutely, Dominic. It's been, and it's been great having you on. I'd like to ask... You know, what is your best piece of dad advice? I must admit that the idea of um, trying to raise your kids with both love and boundaries has yeah. already been one of the nicest, kind of punchiest bits of dad advice I've had on the podcast so far. So thank you for that. Well, I mean, I, I, re I would reiterate that because people, when people don't really know what you mean by boundaries, kids need to have boundaries because otherwise kids aren't able to make decisions that are good for them. If you just let kids make decisions, they just choose Bubblegum, Britney Spears and YouTube. Mm. They won't choose reading. Have you been spying on me? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you, if you just give a kid an iPad and then that takes care of the kid, then, then look, we have all done it and I did it as well. Mm. However, however, you have to have those, those boundaries and those boundaries have to be sacrosanct. And then the kid, the kid then respects you because the, the kid then defers to you because he thinks, oh, actually, that person has authority over me. And it, it, and it creates this... Not, 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 not deference, but just respect. Mm. And I, and, but, but what I would say, and I, I did a pod, I did a, a TED talk on this. People always ask me, how did you make Tom Holland famous? How did you make Tom Holland an actor? What I say is this, as a, as a piece of dad advice. It's really hard to be great at maths. Really hard. Really hard to be the best football player at school. I went to school in London. Some of the kids in my school were just beautifully gifted at football and went on to play for Gillingham, Queens Park Rangers, but lower levels. You realise how brilliant the kids... I mean, Dennis Wise was at the opposite school to me, went on to play for England. Dennis was a brilliant football player. But very difficult to be Dennis Wise. Very difficult to be the cleverest kid at maths. But it's really easy to be polite. And I've always said to my kids growing up, look, if you know someone's name, use it. Say hello, say goodbye, say please and say thank you. Now, what will happen... I didn't want my kids to be saccharine, but I just, I just wanted my kids to, to, to impress people. I think... It's easy for your kids to stand out by just being polite. Now, that's, that's, difficult, that's difficult if the kid's shy, and I didn't have shy kids. But my boys were polite. And I think adults, that marked them out. Now, whether it had a bearing on them getting on in the world, I don't know. But I just think it's a good way to be. And it's easy, Dave. That's the key yeah. thing. To be good at maths, really difficult. You have to get a tutor, violin, play the violin. How difficult is that? Be polite is easy. I think as well, you know, if I, if I might add to that, because, you know, by having polite children, you raise polite adults and members kind of society, and you yeah. hope that, you know, that... And people like them. Yeah, well, exactly, and, so, you, and you raise likeable people uh, who... And the key thing is, it's easy. Mm. It's really easy to just get those four, those four things. Hello, goodbye, please, thank you. It's really easy, and use their name. I also think as well, the love thing, I think, obviously goes without saying, uh, where possible. And I, the, the other side of boundaries... Uh, my opinion is that 
it also creates a safety net. And I think when you feel, when a child feels those boundaries around them, it's yeah. also it's also a support. Completely. And it, and it allows them, when they do, Completely. like we all do, go off and do our things, we've been given those boundaries, been given that support, we've hopefully been given some good manners as well, and we've been given the love. Oh, no, I agree. And I think that ticks a whole load of boxes and, for and your you, kids to thrive. And what you've just said there, the kid feels supported. So, so the, the wealthiest kids in Britain are not the kids in... In Knightsbridge, with a mum in Geneva and a dad in London, and a mistress here and a mistress there, and a, and a private jet to Hong Kong, they're not the wealthiest kids. The wealthiest kids are the kids where the mum and dad are love them, and mum and dad are invested in their happiness. Then they're they're the wealthiest kids in Britain, and that's quite a you know profound thing to say because you're thinking, oh well, it's okay for you because you know, you, but you know, I, I had a mate from school who, who grew up in a real grotty council estate. He didn't have a dad, be an unbelievably loving mum. Alice, and he's he, he is the, the successful bloke now because of Alice's absolute love, and she she used to, it was the go-to house for us at school. Mm. Even though it was a little tiny flat, it was the go-to house after a party. We'd stay at Sean's, and and Alice, as a parent, made him the man he is now. And now he's got three kids. He lives in he lives in Sydney. He's a successful guy, but but because she made him wealthy, even though he even though they were poor. Hundred percent. I mean, and we we've had parents on here who who have got many different things going on, and we've had uh, people whose parents, uh, whether they were you know they just had one parent or they had guardians or whatever it may be. If you can get that love and those boundaries yeah. around there, then yeah. you, security. You know, the security is, is, is this important. This is my home. This is my nest, and I'm in a good shape here. Then that kid's then got a chance of of as I say, germinating and becoming a tree, which is what you want. Hundred percent. You want your kids to become successful and liked. Hmm. Um, and and superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> and friends with Robert Downey Jr. That's, <laughs> listen, these these final questions here I ask to all the guests. Yeah, that's fine. And um, I'd like to ask you, uh, your kids listen to this podcast back in 15 years from right. now. What would you like to say to them? The floor is yours. Gosh. Um, um, what I would like to say in 15 years' time, I hope you guys are are doing what you want to be able to do and that you're in good shape and that you've you've got kids of your own and you're realising just what a hero your old man is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, Dominic, there's an old saying about it's impossible to pick your favourite child. Yes or no? <laughs> you don't have to name them. Do you have a favourite child? It's dead easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's blindingly obvious. Yeah, the one who flies you first class to LA, right? <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If that were the case, <laughs> yeah. then they would know and you would be undermined as a parent. Yeah. I mean, the idea, the notion... I mean, I joke about it on stage. That's one of my lines on stage. But the, the notion of that being playing out, that Tom's my main, my main man, is so alien to Nicky and I. Yeah. You know, we tell, I told him off the other day, Tom. I, t I mean, he's 25 now, but... What did I, you tell him off for? Um, I think he was, his, his loan agreement was... <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't remember what it was now, but um, there was a, I had to get short with them all, right, okay. and particularly, and, and Tom sits up and listens, which is, again, that, that thing from childhood. That's the boundaries and the love, Dom. That is exactly the point, yeah. and, and that's, that, that's how it plays out, and, and then it's good for Tom, because then it constrains him. Otherwise, he, he's, he's it could, you know, you, you hear, you know them, you've, you've met them, we both know them, these celebrities who are out of control. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just obvious. You, well, as I like to call it the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the people are going to crash. Yeah. It's obvious. You do. 
Yeah, the candle burns brightly for some, but yeah, only for a short time. Yeah, you know, it goes out. Um, Dominic, it's been such a joy having you here nice to, nice on the Dad Pod. On, um, eclipsed, I thoroughly enjoyed. And as I say, I'm such a big fan of audiobooks as well, so I'm so pleased it's coming out in July. Yeah. It also contains a conversation between between yourself and Tom in there as well. Yes. Some bonus material, would we call a it? A bit of bonus material. What it is, it's, I've read the book. It's about 80,000 words. It's quite a su- substantial book. So I've read it. It's written, read by Dom and it's in conversation with Tom. So at the end of every other chapter, Tom and I reminisce. So we reminisce on the New York meeting. We reminisce on the, the fact that I did the Brit Awards. We, we, and so it's really Tom, you know, and, and we talk about Spider-Man and how he's doing stuff now. So, it, yeah, it is kind of an update, but really it's um, it's us reflecting on the eclipse. Well, what you have there is a, a great thing for all of your fans, a great thing for all of Tom's fans, and a really nice time capsule for you as father and son. Something yes. really nice for the family to, to take forward, and which I is hope, good. Because Patrick doesn't remember anything of the impossible. He was four at the time. Right. So in terms of a chronicle, it's kind of an important diary. Yeah. And so that book eclipsed, I think, the boys in the years to come and, the, and my grandkids and their kids, they will read eclipsed. And know that, oh, Grandad did this, and Tom, that's how Tom got discovered. And so I think it'll become an important book for the family, but obviously for the fans and for the people who want to, you know, hear about Tom and stuff. It, it is a, uh, um, just a really heart, heartrending read, you know, funny, comic, poor old, uh, you will read it and go, poor old dad. <laughs> What an ass! What an ass! <laughs> um, as I say, very enjoyable. Uh, the audiobook edition out in July, as is the brand new novel by Dominic called Made in England. Uh, Dom, thanks ever so much Not for your time. Thank and you, send my love to the family. And as I say, Tom's been a guest on various shows I've done over the years. And yes. he is, as you say, a very polite, charming young man and a genuine movie star. So I wish That's him all the best and, and to the other boys as well. Good lad, Dave. Thank you very much. What a start to the brand new series of My Dad Pod with Dom Holland. The Eclipsed audiobook is out on June 19th. You can pre-order it now. Also, Made in England is out on July 3rd. You can also pre-order that right now. Just head to dominicholland.co.uk for more information. And why not give the Dad Pod a follow if you haven't already? And why not leave a nice comment and a review? And if you know any Spider-Man fans, why not recommend it to them too? You can message me on my Instagram. It's Dave underscore Berry underscore Insta or email us daveberrydadpod at gmail.com we always love hearing from you i'll be back very soon with another famous face talking all things parenthoods until then thank you ever so much for listening (laughs) 